0: That did you (laughs) hear that? (laughs) That
1: was intense.
0: I told you it would do that. Um,
1: (laughs) That was weird.
0: Welcome to 2F Talking Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Coffee. Uh, Today is the 28th of August. It is six minutes after five. And joining me for this episode, Mm -hmm. my co host is Miss Rebecca Towns. How are you, Rebecca?
1: I'm great.
0: You're great. (laughs) Uh, The episode title for this is Sweet 16. Now, it has nothing to do with what we're gonna talk about, but like I like to basically describe uh, all my episodes, the number with something that goes with the number. So Sweet 16, that's obviously, that's a phrase mainly used in America and Canada, I think. And it's about the 16th birthday, we're an adult. You're becoming more of an adult, right? You can drive and stuff like that. Big year. Big year for Mm -hmm. 16-year-olds. That's right. Rebecca, let's see. You're over in Arizona. So what is because I kind of I don't really like talking about this, but we we have to kind of talk about it because COVID is what everybody's dealing with. So what's it like over in Arizona?
1: Um not restricted oh really <laughs> it's, it's like open from, oh yeah oh yeah uh-huh. um uh-huh. it's not a huge thing here i have noticed people wearing masks a little bit more just because of the new strain um but yeah arizonians just kind of do what they want to do so much
0: is what is going on here in kentucky which that's is priceless. it really oh yeah i mean we wear our masks like when we go into walmart and but most people don't yeah you got the school year going on right now and the the fear is actually I think one school system's already shut down for a week Franklin County already yeah and some Uh others I think like Russell they're all like shutting down for like a week because of the caseloads and stuff like that to try to uh to catch up and I don't know i just i was just curious what it was doing like over in arizona because i know it's hot over there but it's kind of hot over here in kentucky too we've had some heat indexes go up to like 105 and stuff like that so yeah that's
1: the daily life here that's
0: daily there in arizona (laughs) yeah but it's uh i don't know i'm at the point where i think everybody's tired of it and we just want to i think that's what it is too yeah they
1: just don't don't want to be that in that place anymore. So,
0: yeah, but
1: if we act like it's not real, it's not, you know. But I hope everybody's getting the vaccine and doing what they can, you know.
0: So, if that's telling me if Arizona's pretty much like Kentucky, that means pretty much maybe your more extreme states, like maybe New York and California, are a little bit more locked down. But I guess everybody else is business as usual. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well. I, what I really want Rebecca on here because uh, I wanted to talk about this and like my, my circle of friends that enjoy these particular movies or even anime in general is very small. and uh, But I really want to talk about Studio Ghibli movies. Mm-hmm. And I can't describe... Yeah, Amanda just behind us laughing. Hey, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't describe why... I like them so much because, you know, here I'm a 40-year-old man, but, like, those movies speak to me in a way that it's kind of hard to describe. And you can't, like, you, you have your Disney animation movies, and they generally, they'll follow a certain pathway, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And, like,
0: mm-hmm. the Ghibli movies go a completely different direction of their storytelling and stuff like that. Um, for people that don't know, Studio Ghibli was founded in 1985, I think, by Hayao Miyazaki. Probably mispronouncing their names. Uh, Isio Takoda and Toshio Suzuka. <laughs> after the success of Top Shelf's animation movie, uh, Nausicaa Valley of Wind. Hey, which,
1: your favorite.
0: Yeah, that it, it is my favorite, but it's not a Ghibli movie. Which... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't really it's it's part of that now but it was actually produced under top shelf fan or uh top craft animation huh, and they found that, it actually. yeah they found it Ghibli after that oh cool yeah but it's like they're in really Hayao Mazzakaki he he's the one that pushes the Ghibli movies in just a direction of storytelling it has a lot of like environmental themes and yes. um he shows like everyday life in country japan mm-hmm.
1: Right? Mm-hmm.
0: and uh i don't know like those movies speak to me more than you know they're, than it a is kind of hard like to explain, yeah. It? <laughs> yeah it is um but like when i watched castle in the sky it was just a, especially towards the end, like where they literally find the castle floating in the sky and like the robot and just this ancient city that's in this state of, yeah. Spoiler alert. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm spoiler, anyway, it, you know, such a beautiful movie, just the animation itself, but it just, it connects with me in a way that I can't describe. And that's pretty much every Ghibli movie I've watched, <laughs> to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I haven't watched it a bad one and we have hbo max which has all the ghibli movies on it
1: yeah that's awesome uh,
0: i don't know what what why do you like them so much
1: honestly i love the animation in them i just think they do a really good job of appreciating every detail and it's, it's like you're saying like it's hard to explain why people love them but there's also such good morals behind all of them you know Yes. And it's, uh,
0: yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, you're fine.
0: I was going to say like you, like your Disney movies, like you, you have your, like the typical princess movie. They, they, uh, they go on a, a path of self-discovery. Sometimes they need to be saved and then they end up a happy ending. Right. The Ghibli movies, some of the Ghibli movies just shut off completely. I mean, there's an mm-hmm. ending, but the ending isn't, is sometimes ambiguous, you know, it's mm-hmm.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, different they're yeah they're just different
0: i don't know if that's just japanese storytelling in general or or i don't know but um it when you said the detail mazukaki does a great job of like i said capturing like traditional everyday japanese life and that culture is completely different from america
1: yeah completely it comes
0: to detail like a lot of his movies like he'll show people just cooking a meal and eating which i just like for one thing it's very
1: traditional
0: yeah and you think i want to eat that (laughs) when they're cooking a meal in the movie and uh because i think of a howl's moving castle
1: yeah he
0: cooks like big slabs of bacon and and yeah ramp these eggs you're like that looks really good i want to eat that and uh i think generally most of the movies that he has they do that but i can't stress more enough it's they're they are so different from american animation
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh i know they have that their own
1: style they have sure. their own
0: style and like i said most of the movies have an environmental message to them and mm-hmm. uh like how you know we need to respect nature not you know pollute mm-hmm. it and stuff like that but i thought it would be cool to list like our top let's do top three ghibli movies
1: oh
0: man um you want to go first you want me to go first or no you first me first okay yeah so <laughs> the top my top three ghibli movies and this is not hard is number i'll go bottom to top uh up from poppy hill is actually my third and it's you know a story about school children know going to school and this boy and this girl kind of like each other then some stuff happens where it's maybe they shouldn't be liking each other and uh it's it's kind of a an an adult storyline but it's done such in a masterful way and it has a you know it does have a resolution at the end that you know but then the movie just stops basically but it gives you a a definite uh, ending to it but it beautiful story because it's everyday life like you see everyday school children life in japan for like an academy or something like that uh Mm -hmm. so up from poppy hill i definitely recommend watching that number two would be my neighbor totoro which yes yeah um of course totoro was actually the mascot for ghibli right yep and uh this big cat spirit you know uh uh, yeah (laughs) exactly but uh this family moves out into the country. They their mom's sick. I think the dad's he's a professor, right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a professor or something like that. And just the two he's got two little kids, uh, two uh, daughters, sisters, and just their adventures encountering Totoro. And it has probably one of my most favorite scenes, which is the cat bus. This you know yeah. this little <laughs> cat that's a school bus. And uh, I actually got my daughter Charlie a little purse uh, for that.
1: that oh, I love uh, it. <laughs>
0: and then uh but uh, a beautiful movie and uh just the story to uh, i don't you you have to watch it you have to watch the ghibli movie to appreciate it i think and the number one it would be castle in the sky uh it would be nausicaa because that is like my favorite anime movie but it's yep
1: mm-hmm. technically kind technically enough.
0: you can't say i mean they're, they're, it's it's released underneath the ghibli masterpieces but it wasn't if we're gonna go just ghibli what they did at ghibli it would be castle in the sky and that when i watch that i almost think of uh the legend of zelda breath of the wild like this Mm -hmm. when you see that castle it's like just just ancient just vacant castle just floating in the sky you know of course it has sky pirates in it. It, it it's about this lost princess that uh has this amulet that can you know bring the castle back to life and just this adventure this boy finds her and they go on this adventure and uh being pursued by uh government agents and stuff like that but it's a beautiful movie but uh yeah that would be my top three ghibli movies i guess you would say what about you rebecca
1: those are pretty good good. (laughs) i put you Uh, on the spot (laughs) no 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 um I think it's kind of hard to narrow down, to be honest. But oh, fair enough. my fair top, enough. my top three. Number three is probably Princess Mononoke. Yeah, which I did not like growing up. <gasps> well, but,
0: I have the anniversary edition of it, and I'd never watched it. You all would always talked about it, yeah, and I never watched it. Watch and it. I actually watched it uh, for the first time, like last year. And I oh, really, and it, yeah, and I was like man that's bloody (laughs) that's the opening when there's a battle the
1: boar the boar got
0: it yeah and i was like well i probably can't let my kids watch this right now because i typically try to get them to watch all of them but i was like no they might have to be a little bit older to watch this one because but
1: see that's what's cool about ghibli too because even though it's an animation it's mature at the same time
0: yeah yeah i would agree with that yeah yeah like it's kind of some of them have very (laughs) you would look at it animation as kid but this is that was more of an adult movie, adult right. themes and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, a kid could cool. watch it and enjoy it, but it's it's uh, some of the it's themes. A little
1: intense.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, number, two. number two. It's a tough one. I really like Totoro. <laughs> <laughs> Totoro is one of my favorites. It's well, yeah. actually, I feel like one of the more childish ones. But he is just so characteristic for Ghibli, yeah. like yeah. you cannot separate the two. You know, in yeah. my head, you can't. Totoro is percent. for sure their mascot. Yeah. Um, but I also really like Spirited Away. I think that's a really good one.
0: That is an it's excellent super one. Super
1: yes. intricate. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. That's um, actually but uh, my number one.
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry
1: no we're talking about Spirited Away let's go okay so Spirited
0: Away that's actually well the the four I, I don't know if he left because of uh, re, uh like he had some kind of it was I think it's Lassiter the guy that at Pixar that was his mm-hmm. favorite movie and he was one of the driving forces of getting the Ghibli movies back over here in America as far as the the uh, DVD collections I was able to buy of Nausicaa and stuff like that and that was like the mm-hmm thousands i think maybe yeah
1: i can't remember yeah that sounds uh,
0: right and he had an introduction on the dvds but uh spirit away that a good movie um Mm -hmm. was it sin was the girl's name yeah yeah sin and uh she goes on an adventure that kind of a whiny child wasn't she
1: so what happens in the movie is she loses her parents so the whole basis is her getting her parents back Yeah, but in the process she comes in contact with kind of like a witch character that takes her memories from her Mm -hmm. so that's that's the reason she becomes sin Mm. i'm curious if there's anything behind that name that's you know i don't know
0: i just know like she was kind of whiny because they were moving she She was whiny but then she grows as a character in the movie yeah and uh uh is able she to finds, overcome, ha, finds mm-hmm. her inner strength
1: right
0: and, uh, In in know a, a way that uh like a disney character their typical movies they, they didn't go through the struggle she went through like she actually had to do like work and stuff like that, that yeah you know in a movie you know they would you know find a spell or do something or go on a venture or fight a bear or something like that but this was like kind of menial task you know finding your inner strength to do something that you've never done before right
1: it's like very realistic situation yeah a lot of the movies have situations like that where it's plausible that it could happen to you you know so you can relate these a lot better
0: yeah um yeah so spirit away is number two
1: spirited away is number two for sure okay Uh, my number one ah, how's moving (laughs) castle
0: how's moving castle (laughs) that is my
1: favorite
0: that it is and uh it's a good one like it's kind of hard to pick them like what's your favorite and uh it
1: really is. it's hard to narrow it down
0: but how is this lady gets cursed to become an old lady and yeah. uh she encounters Hal, who's this kind of he's a wizard <laughs> he's, he's cursed isn't he he was cursed, um, right
1: yes he, he kind of made a deal with somebody i don't want to yeah. give it all away, yeah don't give
0: it all away but like there's the,
1: curse, these nations
0: are warring and he's working for the the
1: both sides yeah
0: both sides of the monarchy and stuff like that and she becomes kind of like a maid of his moving castle castle that literally right. moves and uh right. the, he encounters different she encounters different characters within the movie and uh it's kind of like a love story too it is a love Al. story yeah.
1: absolutely yeah
0: yeah but it's uh in the vein to remember and that, that's a worthy number one and that's why i said it's kind of hard to pick you know the to pick your you know like a in a ranking because they're all good it should be mm-hmm. like one a one b one c or something like that <laughs> but uh most of them are based upon books like how's and capital
1: yeah actually mm-hmm. not
0: and, uh, but the, the main favorite ones, Hayo, uh, Mazakaki plays a, a guiding hand, whether he's writer and director or he's a producer and he has you know, like heavy influence. Uh, he's just like a, just a masterful artist. He's
1: definitely, yeah. He's definitely yeah. the mastermind behind these yeah. movies for sure.
0: And you actually, and I'm actually jealous of you for this. You well actually twofold, you you were able to go with a group, uh, family and friends over uh-huh. to Japan and you got yep. to go to the Studio Ghibli Museum. Yep. Yep. See, I'm jealous of that. So that would it be awesome.
1: Was the coolest thing. Yeah. I think I definitely cried when I first watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. I was so excited. It is like it's just Cool to see how he created these movies. Yeah, you yeah. don't realize it, but it's kind of like a stop animation. So yeah. each scene is a separate piece of paper that he like hand
0: drawn. To yes, yeah,
1: and it's yeah. just so impressive because it doesn't look like that on film. But this is how much work went into yeah. it. That, and it was really cool to see that.
0: Yeah the the older animation it was like panel by panel, but yeah, the Japanese have always been so much better than you know the Americans right mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and it's just because they have such a discipline and that attention to detail Yep. but uh I remember you saw me some pictures and like they have a life-size robot from Castle in the Skies there don't they yeah. like the sculpture and I just thought yeah, that was so awesome yeah that's uh just <sighs> I can't describe it like you know of course we were talking about COVID earlier like how we over here we're kind of done with it and so we're not gonna wear our masks and we're kind of just mm-hmm. like okay we got the vaccines now let's go back to normal and over in japan like your your asian cultures i'm not trying to get political or anything like that but your Asian cultures are so different
1: from us different. american
0: where they're more respectful yeah and i know like south korea the japanese they wear a mask a lot of times when they're just sick with just like the code or something like that. Yep. to be respectful not to try to spread it to someone.
1: I mean, when you're in such close proximity to people, you know, it's hard to, to keep things to yourself, but yeah, they, they wear masks on a daily basis. This is yeah. nothing new for them. Yeah. And it's to protect them and the people around them, you yeah. know, yeah. it is just very, very respectful. Yeah.
0: It's just the culture is just completely like you you don't really sneeze out in public over there like you shouldn't anyway and uh they're uh they have their wild side you know and but uh but for the most part like your mainstream average Japanese person is a little bit more reserved and respectful Mm -hmm. than you would think of your average American I guess you would say
1: no it's completely different (laughs) like when we would would get on the trains you know because that's their main yeah. transportation as these yeah. trains was was amazing by the way it was crazy and i would not want to do it by myself um but they wouldn't even talk on trains like the yeah. respect there is insane like they would not answer phones like it was dead silent even though the train was completely packed with people yeah and it's, it's just a completely different type of respect that i've never experienced in my life yeah
0: yeah it's uh yeah you watch movies over here like of people crowding each other oh my goodness and yes. fights and it's, it's, and and shoving, yeah fights or shoving and screaming it's uh i've read about it and i eventually at some point want to go over there that's why i'm jealous but uh <laughs> i've had friends in the military uh you know ian uh who's been on the podcast yeah. jesse uh-huh. you know they both japan and they both loved it and they just both talk about it's entirely different culture yep over there and uh it's makes you think, <laughs> really, if you think about it, like how we should act I mean, over here.
1: They do a lot of things right, I think, but I would have stayed for sure if I had the choice. <laughs> I would have stayed.
0: <laughs> so, like to live in Japan, you have to get,
1: you have to have a sponsor, I think. You
0: have to have a sponsor or something like that. Yeah. So, you, it can't be, it's not like here in America, you like where you could get married you or, or, you know. Or,
1: oh i'm not sure about that actually i'm not positive i don't know but i know to move you have to have someone that sponsors you
0: okay yeah i didn't know it's uh it's tricky yeah but you know studio. when we're talking about studio ghibli it's very japanese yeah and uh i would definitely recommend you peep anybody to watch any one of their movies um yeah kid movies you know Totoro Ponyo you know
1: oh Ponyo, you know, I Ponyo love ham
0: I want ham yeah <laughs> um, um you know good kid movies but they have some more mature theme that your kids can still watch but it's I don't know they I make me to
1: all all yeah. generations though yeah, for sure yeah
0: and uh the, the japanese have always been kind of especially hand-drawn animation they've always been on the forefront of excellence Mm and always beating us and you know when you talk about ghibli obviously you know these are anime movies right and Mm -hmm. uh anime i remember my first anime i watched is growing up it was like the first show was like robotech and that was like in the 80s like robotech was like a
1: I'm like i don't we
0: think do. i know that one. <laughs> yeah well it you know captain or uh rick hunter you know they you, you had these uh like gundam like um transforming oh, okay. uh airplanes that would turn into robots and they were fighting uh-huh. the cetradi this alien invasion um but robotech was like what we we've done this a lot if you think about the but like power rangers and stuff like that we'll, we'll take those yeah. shows over there and we'll americanize them so robotech was mm-hmm. an americanized version of like three different shows like, from the Macross saga and that was like my first anime watch, but the animation just blew away. Everything we were doing over here were like G.I. Joe and He Man were like we, like the American way was to like reuse scenes and stuff like that, <laughs> or, 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 you know, and it's like, what, you know, or even cut original. some animation out. Yeah, exactly. You watch some of the older He Man and G.I. Joe stuff, and you're like, why? That doesn't make any sense. Oh my gosh. But um, then, like, the first movie I watched was Nausicaa. I watched that with my brother, I remember, and it just, it was all inspiring because we we watched it from- uh,
1: It's a ran, really intricate one too.
0: Yeah, Uh has a very environmental message mm-hmm. and yep. uh, it had some bloody spots in it. But that one was game changer for me because because uh, it just blew us away, the, the, the storyline, everything. But I remember we rented that from, uh, there used to be a video store in Danville. Oh, what was it?
1: Tidal Wave. Tidal
0: Wave, yes. <laughs> it was it's where we rented that from and uh um it but that was like i we didn't watch anything after that like we i remember we rented it we rented it a couple times watched it but we didn't really get any other anime movies and then i kind of got out of it and like in middle school i watched uh vampire hunter d and uh with my friend clint like i ordered like we had this like catalog that had like. You know, Fisted North Star, some other like anime stuff like, oh, this stuff is cool. I mean, because oh, it was wow. bloody, people were fighting. And
1: yeah. Vampire Hunter
0: D was like, you know, he was this vampire hunter that had like a, a talking hand, like, he had a mouth in his hand that would talk. And it was just weird. And uh, just, you know, this gonzo style of animation and stuff like that. And then I got <laughs> out of it. And then in the early 2000s, you know, there was Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I've always kept an eye on it, but I haven't really watched it. But then, you know, I got back in the Ghibli movies and and loved those. And um, now I'm kind of addicted to Berserk, which is this older cartoon, but it's really adult. Like your kid like I don't recommend kids watching Berserk, but it's a movie that or a show. It's actually based on a MAGA, but it deals with like with themes of loyalty, friendship, love, but it's all in this like dark, violent medieval fantasy world right with your mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guts and his struggle against the god hand but it's just a different way of telling a story i guess you would say anime and ghibli produces that do you like what anime are you into <laughs> like everything, <laughs> everything.
1: <laughs> um, you've definitely not seen my favorite but one of my favorites is called tokyo ghoul tokyo it's, ghoul it's it's okay. extremely bloody
0: okay um, well i i watch berserk so
1: <laughs> but it's really good um it's about a boy that kind of has his life completely changed and how he deals with that and yeah. his new challenges that he faces
0: yeah, yeah i got gotcha. you um so like there's a couple services that you can buy to watch yeah. crunchy roll
1: crunchy roll yeah
0: yeah and uh of course you can pay for it, but i think they have like a free part too right don't they, they?
1: Yeah, yeah you can do um yeah. i think you just commercials, the typical stuff you know yeah animation um, also has one
0: yeah i thought they were buying some one of them was buying the other out or sony was buying them to like kind of consolidate like to per, the content over here in america i can't remember what it was but
1: uh
0: huh
1: sounds about right
0: yeah um but if you've never watched anime or ghibli i definitely recommend it it's it's just a different way of telling a story i guess you would say but they do Mm -hmm. such a good job and if you love animation or art i would definitely recommend it right there
1: art in general it's just very intricate very detailed
0: when when did you first, like, find the passion for it, I guess you would ask?
1: For anime or Ghibli?
0: <laughs> well, both.
1: <laughs> you actually introduced me to Studio Ghibli. Um, yeah, we watched Grave of the Fireflies with Ghibli. That's right. A very sad one, but it is very good at the same time, you know? Yeah. It's history,
0: Yeah. so... For for people that are curious, how I know Rebecca, she was actually in my youth group when I was a youth minister. And uh <laughs> I tried there like there was a period where I was trying to bring apart uh empathy to you guys to let you know <laughs> like there's another perspective than this Americans perspective and like Graywood yeah. Fireflies uh, tells world war ii from the story of two orphan kids from the japanese side. the aftermath Mm -hmm. that's really them. it's a very heartbreaking story really that that, i thought you'd watch movies before that didn't you no
1: i mean i grew up with like sailor moon and that kind of thing okay yeah but yeah you opened me up to ghibli for sure well cool deal yeah
0: good star josh
1: (laughs) (laughs) good job josh
0: yeah good job um yeah, so yeah, Sailor Moon, golly. Yeah, that's one of the they're remaking that, aren't they?
1: Yeah, so they actually just came out with a kind of like a two part, I think it's two part movie. <laughs> and I watched it.
0: <laughs> Is it any good?
1: It's all right. I yep, mean yep. It, it's just one of those things. Like it was uh, so much cooler when you were younger, like watching them transform into their sailor forms and yeah
0: look i know that feeling i've tried to rewatch some older he-man stuff because like netflix has it and it's like uh it's like i can't watch this why did i love this stuff it's like the storytelling is like i thought this was so like the pinnacle of achievement for you know human writing and no no No, not anymore charlie walked by okay so do you have anything else to add or any other anime shows you want to recommend or, or anything like that
1: well all the ghibli for sure all
0: the ghibli I,
1: yeah yeah I would that, recommend needs that. To be the focus like if you start anywhere they're a good place to start because they're just they're so detailed and there's morals and they're just all good they're all good that's right you'll that's love right. any of them
0: yeah yeah i think i mean i've got my mom to watch a couple of them and you know it's some stuff maybe you could i i will not say it was over her head but you know it it expose you to something different than just mm-hmm. like the dis- typical disney movie like aladdin or little mermaid which are good movies
1: oh they are these
0: these are different they're just as good they're just different right a different story a different way to tell a yeah. story yeah. yeah
1: yeah for sure yeah
0: well all right i guess we'll leave this subject and we'll go to things that make us laugh now <laughs> rebecca i added this to the podcast starting on my second episode okay and the reason was because when I started this podcast, I've always wanted to do a podcast and, and I love like talk radio and stuff like that. But this was more of we're fighting each other and stuff like that. And you need to laugh and relax. Right.
1: And yeah, so the way to boring. do that is
0: hear a good joke. Right.
1: All right, let's go.
0: All right. So <laughs> I, uh, I'm a fan of, of comedians and certain ones. And, uh, like Amanda and people, you know, say it's kind of like dad jokes or whatever, but are jokes that you know just go over. But, but the point yeah. is, if it's funny, it's funny, and you can laugh or exactly. not. Exactly. But one of my favorite comedians is Norm Macdonald. Who obviously was the the uh, the weekend update anchor for a long time, and he had you know he's had several podcasts, he's had several shows that all end up getting canceled, but uh, he's a funny guy. He's the comedian's comedian, so like he's generally listed as one the favorite comedian of a comedian. Okay, (laughs) so I got some jokes. uh, Two jokes I'm gonna read from from Norm. Okay, and the first one says, "I used to think revenge was a dish best served cold." But then I realized it meant getting back at somebody. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll oh tell it again. God. Listen, I used to think revenge was a dish best served code. But then I realized it meant getting back at somebody.
1: <laughs> I, don't get I don't get it, Josh. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
0: that's fine he used to think that revenge was literally a cold dish because that's the saying right yeah <laughs> then you realize no it actually means getting back at somebody it's not actually something you can eat so oh my gosh. <laughs> Where's the yeah exactly well she would give me the look so
1: <laughs> see
0: but see that's the thing
1: they can't see the look
0: part of being a comedian is not only getting people laugh but letting yourself laugh as well right
1: yeah (laughs) yeah. you have to be able to laugh at that's right
0: so the second norm mcdonald joke because of drought all over europe scientists are predicting a global shortage of olive oil soon the whole world will know the way popeye felt after the death of his wife
1: (laughs) that's not right
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh all right most of these jokes are horrible i i Readily agree, but you know they're clean, they're fun. But uh, okay, so we got George Carlin. You didn't like him either.
1: See, I knew she wasn't. Carly's
0: <laughs> telling me the jokes aren't any good, <laughs> and my daughter's listening into this. Okay, so this is George Carlin. All right, so George Carlin was uh, a very popular comedian. He's probably considered one of the smartest comedians, and uh he's passed away from cancer. But he was like in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He was Rufus. Mm-hmm he's a lot of other stuff but uh this is these are kind of you know maybe maybe uh quotes jokes whatever i got three of his george carlin the reason i talk to myself is because i'm the only one whose answers i accept (laughs) there you go number two
1: i like that one
0: (laughs) meow means wolf and cat (laughs) what (laughs) meow means wolf and cat (laughs)
1: that's funny. really Yep.
0: Drum roll. drum roll um last one then we'll be done with this one can never know <laughs> for sure what a desert- deserted area can look like so that's more of a quote or observation oh
1: my gosh <laughs> these are horrible
0: you laughed right <laughs>
1: <laughs> people amaze me like how did they just come up with stuff like that well so they have a lot time. of time on their
0: hand. that's exactly, yeah,
1: exactly. Right.
0: uh most comedians they don't really want a real job so <laughs> so they don't want to work a nine to five so so uh anyway i've thought about doing you know you you think about it like i'm a naturally shy person all right so like i don't really like talking to people and i have to constantly uh rise above that and so like i didn't really want to be youth ministry get up there and talk but you know you you find the strength to go through and try and tout my horn or anything like that but um i've always wanted to do stand-up but it's like could i write stuff that people would laugh at because i yeah. can make people laugh sometimes but it's more like spontaneous stuff that you don't think about right so it's like they actually think and write because you hear comedians like they they actually prep their craft and take it very serious and like they they write and so these specials that you see like on netflix or amazon prime or whatever mm-hmm. that's actually them fine-tuning their stuff for like a year and then doing a special where it's all recorded and it's all the Good the stuff. errors gone right
1: yeah yeah right so it's uh, a show
0: that's exactly right so i definitely uh I appreciate comedians, yeah, definitely. So, but anyway, it's hard work too. Do you have anything you want to add to the things to make us laugh category or section of the podcast, Rebecca? Do you want to tell a joke or a funny story or anything like that? No, don't want to. Oh no, that's all you. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Um, we'll go on to faith and scripture, and like I tell most people, and uh, probably broken record. I added this because I want to share my perspective of the Christian faith, what I feel God leads me because I'm kind of not mainstream, I guess you would say. I have a, you know, maybe present a different opinion where I want to be more of a centrist. And a famous saying I like is you need to bring more light to a situation, not fire. You know, Mm -hmm. let's illuminate, let's uh, take some of the anger and, uh, vitriol out of the conversation which you know in this country we have a lot of that and
1: yeah yeah
0: and especially with people of faith but i saw a journalist on twitter and uh she showed a, a a tweet of a faith leader who had and this is evolves the afghanistan war right now the situation it's a horrible situation right but
1: mm-hmm.
0: before as we were evacuating he prayed for the safety of the troops and the Afghan people that we have a peaceful peaceful withdrawal. Then, after this latest suicide attack, he uh, he basically said that we should wipe off a city in Afghanistan for every dead soldier. And is that something that a leader of the faith should be saying? I mean, it's like, for one no, thing, they're not responsible for for that attack, right?
1: Right. That's innocent.
0: <laughs> exactly and so you're talking about just wiping off you no.
1: know,
0: women and children that live there and stuff no, no, like no. that so it's no. uh and like i've talked about this with many a people it seems like here in america we have this kind of zealot patriotism that has wrapped itself with the christian faith and i don't understand it like i don't like, yeah, do I love my country? Sure. I love my country, but there's no America in the Bible. There's not gonna be America in heaven. Right. Right. And I don't wrap my faith, my teachings of my God, you know, teachings of Jesus in the American flag, you know, that to me, those teachings trump everything. It's how I live my life. And I, I don't know. I mean, when you talk about war, i don't want anyone to get hurt right who does i mean you'd have to be uh, but i've had conversations with people when they're like some people will agree with that then some people will say well they're just you know wrong place wrong time you know if if,
1: use that you know
0: yeah yeah it um but war of course saint augustine some of your early christian thinkers they tried to come up, with, they, they came up with what's called the just war theory, and they basically said, okay, it should be last resort, it should be in defense, and it should be until the enemy stops, right, and then, you know, you, that was held by the majority even today of, of Christian people where they think, okay, if we have to go to war, we're going to go to war, we're going to make it so where they stop, okay, and mm-hmm. if stuff happens, stuff happens, and then you have your pacifists who think that, you know, Jesus himself didn't resist when he was arrested and he when he was crucified you're talking about god and flesh right divine and he told people to turn the other cheek and we're gonna, I'm gonna read a scripture based on that
1: mm-hmm.
0: but he also told us to pick up a sword when you yeah. travel you know to defend yourself because you know you have a right to defend yourself so it's a it's a hard thing but one thing i would stress to people is the ancient times the warfare was man versus man with swords rock spears arrows, stuff like that right Mm-hmm. It didn't have bombs, bullets, missiles that we right. have today. A lot were of
1: profit things.
0: Yeah. And you know, just talking about uh going back to Studio Jubilee, uh Grave of the Fireflies, that was the movie, right? Yep. That's the aftermath of when we dropped two atomic bombs on Japan and the right. devastation it did to the people. And you can sit there and say what's well, collateral damage or they should have surrendered or whatever, but it's a lot of innocent people that just wanted to live their lives. They got wrapped up in the war. Right. And so I think you have to think of humanity and that all because somebody's over in Russia or they're over in China or they're over in Africa or Europe or South America or wherever they're a human being. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, i just think that a lot of people are gung-ho to want to go to war and of course you watched game of thrones right yeah yeah we watched it all together i remember yep
1: we watched that one
0: yeah but uh the first season and this is actually in the book uh but ned takes his sons to go watch him execute and this isn't you know this isn't a big spoiler but ned stark obviously the father of the stark family right he uh i can't believe i'm actually using this for a faith uh discussion <laughs> game of thrones but anyway but he literally he's he he's going to carry out the execution himself of a deserter because the deserter broke the ruin deserted the night's watch who were supposed to protect the wall right right and uh he tells his son bran that if i'm going to pass the judgment i need to carry out the sentence because if I'm going to take a man's life, I need to know that feeling and just not stand from a distance and watch it. And so if you're for war, are you willing to go over there yourself and fight for it, right? So that's my right. question for people that want to be so gung-ho and like, let's go drop bombs over there and stuff like that. You don't know the, the cost of human life and stuff like that. Right. And uh, But anyway, uh, I'm going to read uh, scripture real quick. I'd kind of just go along with what you know jesus said this is from jesus's mouth himself as he was teaching and this is uh, matthew 5 38 through 45 and if i can find it yeah, there it is. OK, so I'm just go ahead and read it real quick. OK, okay.
1: Um,
0: you have heard that it was said eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you you have heard that it was said love your neighbor and hate your enemy but i tell you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may have son so you may be sons of your father in heaven he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous so i mean that's kind of hard because if someone hurts you you natural thing is to get revenge right to want to pay them back make them hurt how you hurt right
1: yeah yeah
0: but he's basically telling us to rise above it. And that's a hard thing to swallow. Even me, like I find that someone hurts me, I want to pay them back. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I mean, I do. That's, just, that's human nature it's to natural. do that. Yeah. yeah, it is natural. Someone hurts you, I'm going to recall you something, you're going to say it back to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But when you're talking about war and you're talking about life, and this is a good, I have a good illustration from the time that I actually served as a youth minister um it was the start of the Iraq war now this Mm -hmm. is why we're going into Afghanistan but we have the Iraq war and I'm not going to name any names but there's a particular elder there that I bumped heads with and uh and he had a different philosophy than what I had and uh he would give announcements in the morning and of course he was very gung-ho about the war Mm -hmm. like we're gonna make these guys pay and stuff like that and uh you know support the troops stuff like that and you know which is fine you know we you always support the troops know what i'm talking about but then um he called up an older gel- gentleman this guy was old you know and he, this guy had served in world war ii in the navy yeah but he he himself said that he wasn't like actively involved in the war you know so he he never really saw anything untold vicious or whatever but he asked him to come up and say something because he had someone that obviously had been through a war. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the gentleman got up there and what was funny is the guy had hearing aids that he would keep turned off. So he just saw people pointing at him and like, what are these people? And then he finally figured out what they're wanting him to talk about. And I kid you not, he gave, this thing still sticks with me, Rebecca. He talked about the cost of war. And he remembered, he says, I don't know, you know, what you all think, but when I saw the paper this morning and it shows an Iraqi holding their dead baby in their hand, he's like, should we really be doing this? And it made you stop to think that, you know, that's a child that isn't going to be able to grow up, that go to school or get married or have a family, you know, stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. It's easy for us to get emotional and think, okay, they attacked us. We need to go lay the hammer on them, right? And one thing, why are we even over there? You know, all these other places, why are we even there, right? And maybe we have a reason, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But all I want to, what I'm trying to really stress is think of the human cost and, and those people have just as much right to live as us and when we do drop bombs or fire missiles or fire guns, which our military is pretty good as far as following rules of engagement, not to fire to fire upon, but, but it's so easy for them to drone strike and, and drop bombs now. And just not Americans, but every other country that does this. Yeah. Think of those little kids and those, you know, grandparents, and moms and dads over there that get caught up in this just because they're in the wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. And You know, I I don't know. I just wish that we all would live in peace with each other. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) An easier way to do it. Yeah. It shouldn't come at the expense of someone's life.
0: I agree with that 100%. And, you know, wars often fought over. We have these political reasons, but when you think about it, there's only so much land and resources in the world. Mm Mm-hmm you know they're they're not forever there's finite. you know there's this set number of oil and minerals in the ground and land and yep. who controls that right so and then you use stuff like faith and 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 you know different cultures language different skin color to gin up hate of these other people yep. and justify going to war and it's uh,
1: to fuel it
0: to fuel it and it's not right but nope. uh Anyway, that's kind of a downer, right? <laughs> I thought
1: we were th- talking about Ghibli here.
0: <laughs> if everybody will watch a Studio Ghibli movie, It'll
1: right? It would be so much better It would be so
0: much them. better, right? <laughs>
1: uh, too much reality.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh, anyway, do you have anything you want to add to that, Rebecca, Or, or... Like I just don't want it to just be all about me. I mean, it's I mean you no, don't I, have to, but I agree. You agree.
1: I, I do agree. <laughs> it's I don't agree with tactics, but you know, it is what it is and it's hard to to stop it, but I think it's just about being the bigger person and understanding that it's not your life to take. Yeah. And it's not their fault that they're there. So
0: Yeah, I understand yeah well um i guess rebecca will come to the the end of the show if that's all right um it uh i always in the show since starting with episode two actually no i started episode one actually i did so this is something i've been doing since the very creation (laughs) is it's the quote of the show that again just like the episode title the quote of the show has nothing to do with what we talked about it's just this is something where i love comedy i love uh comedy shows and uh my favorite i mean you're talking about seinfeld cheers uh arrested development uh parks and rec the office you know just so many stuff right <laughs> uh, my favorite comedy is community uh-huh. which is the show so great get this rebecca this show was so, <laughs> so awesome
1: great.
0: it was canceled twice that's how <laughs> awesome it was nbc canceled it oh after season four and then it got picked up by yahoo stream who was trying uh-huh. to get into the streaming war with netflix and everything and so they had right. a season five for uh no no yeah it was season five wasn't it or was it season six no it was season six i'm sorry so it was canceled they were able to get it back saved to do season five on nbc then got canceled again and picked up for <laughs> for yahoo stream for season six then it was oh, wow. canceled permanently but now there's this big push to get a movie made of it because a character in an obid he said six seasons in a movie and so everyone's like saying okay we got to do a movie now there's six seasons so we need to do a movie Community was literally about a community college uh, that uh, this character, Jeff Winger went to uh, played by Joe McHale, it had Danny Glover in it, Chevy Chase, Allison Briegel Gillian Jacobs, uh, Kim Jong uh, from the hangover. He was in it. So many people. <laughs> John Oliver's in it. Um, uh, I think a guy that was on a, a better call Saul. Yeah. Better call Saul or Breaking Bad. I can't remember which one, but he was. Oh boy. Yeah. There was a lot of actors in this, uh, <laughs> you know, this ensemble cast. But my favorite uh comedy of all times, like I can just watch it and rewatch it because they have two episodes that deal with role-playing, Rebecca. Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons, go. exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> what TV shows have done that? <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway, so this quote is from the character Troy Barnes, who was played by Danny Glover. Uh-huh. And, uh, again, this is just something his character says. Okay. So it's uh, the first time I was punched in the face. I was like, Oh no. But then I thought this is a story. So <laughs> that's the quote.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one.
0: It is. And I highly recommend anybody watch community. It's on Netflix. You can stream all six seasons. It's watch it from the beginning to the end. It's great. But anyway, so this obviously is closing the show. For one thing, I thank you for coming on, Rebecca. I know you were a little bit nervous, but I thought you did a pretty good job.
1: All right. I got all a right? Pretty good. That's good enough.
0: <laughs> Are you gonna come on future episodes if I need need you? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Um Anyway, I uh, thank anybody that listens to this. Uh, you can follow the show like I try to do every two weeks, but like family life, work make it hard. So this is kind of like a mm-hmm. hobby, it, and it just comes out whenever I have time for it. So and then we got soccer coming up, so I probably won't have time for an episode. <laughs> for so it may be I don't know. I'll try to do it in another two weeks, I guess. Anyway, but I do appreciate the people that do listen. Um, again, um, I especially thank in for the theme music he did for the show which you'll hear at the beginning <laughs> of it and uh actually i'm going to add the whole song that he did for it at the end of this episode so if you stay till when we get off you'll be able to hear listen to the whole song that he made for this which is this very kind of you know techno you know awesome, super cool super cool music but uh again rebecca i thank you very much for absolutely and uh <laughs> and uh again thank people for listening and you can follow the show on twitter at two of talking twitter or you can follow uh, my account on facebook where i'll post stuff and just thank you so much all right all right thank you all right i'm gonna stop the re-